Hey everyone, you're listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is episode number six. Let's roll. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. We are back. Are we better than ever? Or is, can we not use that? Because that's like Mike and Mike. We're back and getting better. Are we still buttery smooth? Always buttery smooth. Always buttery smooth. This is episode number six. I think this will probably be our last one that we actually like name for a Star Wars episode. Maybe. If no one's caught on yet, that's kind of what, that's we've been what we're going for. We're, we're nerds. What can we say? Have you seen the new Star Wars yet? Nope. Ooh. Moving on. <laughs> Doesn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> That's funny. Let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. I'm Brian McLaughlin. I'm the Seahawks fan. I'm Andrew Guzman. I'm the Cowboys fan. We, uh, I see we have a new producer here. Richard it, left us. Where'd he go? I don't know. He he just he said, I'm out of here. He said, you guys are kind of lame. Maybe he, he saw me rooting against the Patriots. Probably. But now we have Josh. So welcome, Josh. Welcome, Josh. We'll see how many weeks you can make it. Well, there's only one, what, two more weeks of the season, so. Yeah, but not two more weeks left of the podcast. We're going to keep going. Correct. They're just going to be really short. <laughs> stretch the news. Yeah, we'll stretch them out, go real slow like. Uh, yeah, so this week we're going to talk about championship weekend. It was fun, or at least one game was. For the most part, yeah. yes, one game was fun. Uh, the other one kind of sucked, but we'll talk about that in a second. Any guesses which game sucked? Yeah, I wonder. Anybody got any ideas? I'm not quite sure. Uh, we got some team news to go over. It wasn't a huge week for either one of our teams, but there's always something to talk about. We'll preview Super Bowl 52, at least for a little bit, because we'll also do that next week, because we got two weeks to go, right? Yeah, and then we'll recap the Super Bowl after that. Is that how that works? Yeah, we got about three weeks of Super Bowl talk. Oh, jeez. Vomit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the plan today. Just a quick little reminder, we are available now on iTunes. It's a huge deal for us. It's awesome. It's great. I love it. It is huge news. Huge news. Um, so I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian, but it's okay. My my dad did not listen to any podcast until we were on iTunes because he didn't even have to download anything new on his phone. So fancy. Yeah, I, I said thanks for the support there, Dad. I'd like to apologize to my grandparents because last podcast I said um, if you're old fashioned and Ooh. you can use the browser. Ooh. Do you? Yeah, just through our website. Sorry, Grandma, Grandpa. I understand that's the only way you can listen to our podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it as well. Yes. Uh, but for those of you out there with the uh, Apple devices, I want to use that there iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called nowadays. Yep. Podcast. It's awesome. Search use Common it. Ground Football Podcast. Subscribe, comment, leave us a rating. We need it. Any rating. Anything. Please. It's kind of cool to see our see our podcast in there though yeah it is like i search it and i do it like i'll be bored and i'll be like hmm, let's see if our podcast is still there <laughs> and i'll search it up oh look it is and you get that little warm fuzzy feeling we're, we're there we're there man it's kind of cool um okay championship weekend we said oh, that already man <laughs> all right so the first game jacksonville well I, i'll just start it off were any of our picks correct <laughs> um no Mine were not. While were yours? I was way off. <laughs> so it was not even close. I uh, although 
the team I did pick in this game had a chance. They did. They should have won that game. I, I picked them as well. Yep. And by them, we mean Jacksonville. Yep. They absolutely should have won that game. And they did not. Final score was what? 24-20. I, and I was, you knew Jacksonville's defense was going to play well. I was very much impressed by Mr. Bortles. Unfortunately, Blake I freaking Bortles. I don't think he's going to be there next year. No, I don't either. But he played. He did play a really good game. And you know, just as as we're watching the game, you just kind of see New England and their staff after halftime figure it out and just you know, you adapt saw, to what was going on. Yeah, you saw what New England does really, really well, and which is why both of their coordinators are going to be hired elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They went into halftime and they made adjustments, and they came back out and change the whole thing Mm -hmm. and jacksonville seemed to do the opposite of that it was weird you're right bortles actually played decent he was 23 for 36 a touchdown i mean him and brady actually had pretty identical numbers he didn't have really many any big mistakes or anything but um it was interesting i saw you know a little bit ago a couple of the jacksonville um dbs were saying that in the first half they were playing man in the second half, they adjusted to zone, and as soon as they did that... That was Jacksonville's defense? Yeah, as yeah. soon as they did that, Brady picked up on that and started just finding those little, you know... Picking them apart. Just, yeah, doing what he does. Doing what he does, doing what he did to Seattle um, in that Super Bowl. I, I'm i not a giant Tom Brady fan. Really? No, I know it's shocking to all of you out there. <laughs> but I am in the camp of I respect what he's done, what he's still doing at his age because it's ridiculous how he can perform at 40 right Favre played at 40 Favre threw a lot of interceptions <laughs> <laughs> brady doesn't do i i was listening to you know radio today a bunch of different shows and and everyone's got their own opinions and and one of the things i kept hearing over and over and over again is just the pure discipline of the new england patriots oh yeah from from I mean from the ownership down to you know the water boys and they yeah and they're saying and that's why they are able to do what they do year after year after year they don't make the mistakes that all these other teams make and i i agree with that i i get tired of watching them win <laughs> not just because they beat my seahawks but in, in that super bowl but i just here they are in another super here bowl they are again just the evil empire is that what we're gonna call it yeah i like it no that does it i mean i know i mean belichick is a great coach brady is a great quarterback but does it kind of speak to how crappy the afc is as just as a whole now you were telling me this earlier i mean over the past say 10 years the afc you know denver had their their one great year i mean they had two you know a couple good years but they had the one great year but with the afc it's always it always seems to be just two maybe three teams and that's about it you saw that graphic we've all seen it where they go through and they show the pictures of the different afc quarterbacks that have represented the afc in the super bowl the last however many years Mm -hmm. and it's brady 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 and you know oh wait there's manning oh oh there's ben and like (laughs) but it's a bunch of tom brady yeah oh there's don't forget about flacco he's in there and uh but i mean brady's everywhere and he's going he's (laughs) What this is number eight, number for him and yeah, Belichick. Number eight, going for ring number Just, six. I mean, push it, for six again. We I, I'm one of those that I can't stand the Patriots, 
but you can't sit there and go, oh, I hate them, but not. You have to at least respect what they've done because mm-hmm. we're all jealous. We would love for our own franchises to be able to do that. I mean, I well, maybe not the Cowboys. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but that's what we want. We want what they have. And I th- we're going to talk later about hated figures in sports because Brady is definitely one of them. And yep. I, don't, I don't know if it's the cheating scandals, if that's why people just cannot root for him it, despite his greatness, if it's because that could be the same thing said for Belichick and the Patriots as a whole. I'm not sure if that's what it is. It's a little bit for me. Like I look at it as they're cheaters. <laughs> so why am I going to root for them? See, and that's that's the one thing I've never looked at them like that. They just it, it uh, as far as the like the deflated footballs. Okay, who cares? Like really, I care. It is like <laughs> come on, cheaters. Just about every game that you, it, deflated football or not, they kicked everyone's ass. And but what if just, the balls were inflated correctly? <laughs> Okay, well then maybe he threw three less touchdowns and one hey, more interception, and that could change everything. <laughs> no, I, I do agree with you. It sucks just watching him year after year after year, always in the AFC Championship game. Granted, you know we're fans of NFC teams, but they're always in the AFC Championship game, and then they're always in the Super Bowl and have won. You know, five times out of the seven times they've been there, but and have a very good shot to win this one. And yeah, it's just I and and we'll get into it later. But yeah. yes, I hope they do win. I, I will know that you hope they do. I am on Patriots Nation. Oh, God. Doesn't it hurt to say that? Though? Not at all. Oh, that's true. I would rather have an AFC team that I never play. Just <laughs> go ahead and win. That's okay. Just don't let Philly be the ones that. <laughs> and see, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I would rather let Philly win, and I just don't want to see Tom win another one. I get why you don't. You're a Cowboys fan. You can't have Philly winning that stuff. No. Let's, let's get back to the game itself. So New England went down and opened up the scoring with a field goal. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with the defense by Jacksonville. They held them to three points. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Bortles, they went and scored the next seven, seven to three. Fournette had a touchdown run. It was 14 to three. And you're like thinking, okay, well, Jacksonville is actually proving that they can keep up with this. Mm-hmm. New England's big weakness all season has been defense. They haven't been able to really I – mean, some of the teams – I mean, was that Miami they lost to that was just ugly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So despite knowing what Brady can do late in games or any game really, <laughs> you still kind of – I at least thought at that point I'm going, okay, we're not even in the halftime yet, and I'm going I'm, – I'm thinking positive. I'm thinking Jacksonville's got this. Blake freaking Bortles is going to be in the Super Bowl. That's nuts. And and then the second half rolled around, and the third quarter was uneventful. Jacksonville got a field goal, and then you get to the fourth quarter, and I started having flashbacks. It's the f- fourth quarter, and you're playing Brady in the playoffs and I, yeah, at home. Yeah, after you've allowed his coaches to make adjustments, mm-hmm. and and I I literally started having flashbacks, and they weren't good <laughs> ones. Um, Jacksonville had a ten point lead; they were up twenty to ten, and they lose <laughs> it brady does what brady does and the whole time i'm watching it they had that um was that third down jacksonville did where they just totally screwed up and oh no it was the delay of game yeah oh yeah that one they that knocked them back to oh. i think it was third and nine and they were gonna and they were um i 
I didn't see the play clock get down to zero, but they ran the play. They got the first down, and then you yep. saw the flag come in, and then yep. they called the delay a game, and then oh. they were like third and nineteen. And I was like, all they had to do was score one more time, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if one. it was just three points, just one more time, so that you weren't giving Brady that opportunity. Because every time they gave the ball back to New England, I I started just freaking out, going that you've given him all the time in the world. And it's Tom Brady. Well, my and like I was telling my telling my dad when we were watching the game, I said, "You can don't let off the gas. No, like Jacksonville, just keep going at him." And then they kind of went a little soft. They got a little conservative and just started handing the ball to Fournette, who ran you, every play right up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you have to be aggressive against New England. Every first down was a run right up the middle. Shocking. It, it was just. I, uh, it was almost like they got the lead and then they were just trying to desperately hold on to it <laughs> instead of, like you said, keep your foot on the gas. It's you're doing stuff that's working. You, mm-hmm. I mean, your offense was actually, it was, you were scoring points mm-hmm. and yet it was like they, all of a sudden a reality like check happened. All of a sudden everyone on the sidelines and the Jacksonville coaching staff was like, whoa, wait, wait. we're Jacksonville. Hold on. Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> Who's our quarterback? Oh, well, it's Blake Bortles. Oh crap. Um. Uh. What do we do? What do we do? Um. And and he didn't make bad throws. No, he didn't make any bad throws. He didn't make any bad decisions. He, I mean, he had a very good game. He puts a little more air under that throw. Yes. That um went just sh- just short of the receiver. Yeah. Well, no. And then the other one was it Gilmore that um when jumped he knocked up. it away. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. He puts just a little bit more air. I mean, that guy made a great play, but. Still, you put a little more air under that ball, mm-hmm. get it up and over him, and yep. that's game over. Yep. And so, but but he didn't make, he didn't have any intercept. I mean, interceptions. Did he have any interceptions? Nope. No. He didn't make the big mistake that you thought maybe he would make that would cost them the game. But he's also, and I don't. I've been a Bortles fan. It's been fun to watch the story, and we've been having fun with with Blake freaking Bortles <laughs> being in, this far in the playoffs. But he showed just that whole thing that shows give them just a step up in quarterback yep and they'd be a great team they'd be a great team that, that defense is great they're young defense they're fast they they're well coached um you know jacksonville they they will be they'll be back next year not with Bortles. you don't think i i no, I, don't, I just don't see i mean i feel bad for the guy he's, he's the, going into his fourth fourth year now yeah. um yeah i i think they they either coughlin brings manning down from new york or the, you know they trade for somebody or and or draft somebody now let's let's give credit to brady's receivers danny amandola because former cowboy that that catch that he made in the end zone in the end zone yeah. to get his to, to have the wherewithal to get his toes down complete the catch you can give brady all the credit in the world and say brady is the greatest of all time but he has help and that catch and cooks cooks was on my fantasy team all year dude's a stud without gronk on the field as soon as gronk went out you kind of went uh-oh that that's got to be a major part of their game plan because mm-hmm. gronk's a polar bear he's i don't think beast. he's gonna last too much longer in the league he's just he's always hurt he's i mean he gets hurt easily um but i i think I, maybe not with the Patriots. I think maybe they offload him. And well, that's what they do. They don't. I mean, 
If you're if they sense that the end is near for you, they Belichick just dumps you off. Yeah, later. See you later. Um, but when Gronk got hurt, I thought you know for Brady this isn't good because he already you know doesn't have Edelman, doesn't have Gronk now, doesn't have Blunt from last year. Yeah, so you're although stuck with, Deion Lewis did play well as well. So he did, and I can't believe on that when they picked up the first down to basically ice the game. It's like how how do you give that up? Um. Well, I have a theory. <laughs> What's your theory? Well, I'm not going to be a conspiracy guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. However, and you can't, you cannot, first of all, you cannot sit there and say that the reason why Jacksonville lost the game was because of the refs. Oh, no, absolutely not. You can't. But, and a lot of people are doing that. Stop that. Because that's not the reason. No. And if, but, but, they, but a lot of people did. So stop that. <laughs> However, there were what set, uh, eight, seven or eight penalties called in the whole game. Only one of them was called on New England. Only one. I watched that game very closely, and I'm watching almost every offensive play, especially the ones where Brady had all the time in the world. You're against the best defense in the AFC. There was holding all the time. There's, there. I know there's holding on it, but to say there's but, holding on every play I, I in get every that, game. But this is blatant holding and <laughs> and you put them in seahawk uniforms and there's red, there's yellow flags all over the place oh come on yeah, i'm telling you so no, i i mean <laughs> and i'll go back to last season's um last year's game uh, green bay and dallas in a divisional round on the third and 20 play that freaking aaron Rodgers made david irving who's six six and he plays right in the middle of the d-line is being like just Manhandled choke hold from behind and no flag. So I have no remorse for you know not getting a flag. Well, then you should well, but then you should understand where I'm coming from. Then because I'm serious, they're they're some of the calls. I just find it interesting. Is all I'm not saying that anything was rigged because I don't believe that to be true. But the officials have their own. I mean, it's their call. Mm -hmm. They can do whatever they want within the rules. And they can choose to make a call or not. And there were some calls that were questionable, I will say. I did think the the pass interference was, on Jacksonville was, was ridiculous. That was a little iffy. And it was like, okay. Where was the ball? But well, and also, I, I, I didn't know that if the cornerback drifts the receiver out of bounds, yeah, you can't that, do that. that's a penalty. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. But the other thing, as far as PIs go, is PIs should be you know, just a 10 or 15 yard penalty, not spot fouls. Spot I a hundred percent agree. College I, rule. I don't, I don't like that. Cause you could have, you know, 60 yards in PI. Oh, I, and I, the team, uh, you know, the offense will move from their own 20 all the way down the field in just two, two plays. I, I thoroughly believe that that second pass interference penalty, and it wasn't the fourth quarter. Brady airmailed that hoping to get that call. Oh yeah. Well, that's a and that's a veteran move. Yeah, they all do that, and that's and I think that's about when Richard Sherman actually tweeted that it's dumb <laughs> that they use a spot foul and yeah. it should absolutely be a fifteen yarder. And I agree. I think that would that that rule in college is way better. Definitely, definitely, for sure. So, so, so yeah. So New England moves on. They're going to they're going to the Super Bowl. They will go. What to, a shocking thing! They'll go to Minnesota. And Minnesota. Speaking of Minnesota, let's move on to the game Sunday night. No, we spent so much time talking about um, the New England game for a very valid reason, and that's because that next game. I mean, 
<laughs> again, a snore fest. He fell asleep again. I was expecting so much more from this game. I was so excited. Minnesota, they were riding high off of last week's crazy win. They start the game. They march right down the field easily, score. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is, I hope they put Philly in their place. And lo and behold, they never scored again. (laughs) They never scored again. And Philly's defense showed up and Nick Foles. That defense was crazy, crazy good. A lot of it, I think, was just they knew they were the underdogs. They're at home, just the whole vibe of the place. But I I just can't stand Philly. I know, buddy. So much. I know. But no, Nick Foles did play really, he did play really well. Uh, he, he, He was 26 for 33, 26 for 33. 352 yards and threw for three touchdowns yeah i mean he played it the game of his life when he needed to mm-hmm. and i mean philadelphia it, it ended up you and i both did the same thing we turned it off at halftime yeah i was like, like okay it's time to i went back and ended up watching the end because i like to see you know team the end is coming and teams are getting excited on the sideline like we talked about last week and why we love sports mm-hmm. and i understand that you probably couldn't watch that and didn't want to but i did and I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, so the the Eagles to you are like every other team in my division. So like the Rams for me this year, but pretty bad because Philly fans as a whole are just awful. Um, most of them are just awful. For but those also, of you, for those of you Philly fans who are listening, who are Philly uh, Eagles fans that are listening that um, maybe aren't awful, I will say I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, there's <laughs> I, mean, a I mean there's good ones out there. Just like there's good cowboy you, fans and bad you, cowboy fans. Did you see that guy? And good 12s and bad 12s. There are some really bad 12s. Did you see that guy run into the subway wall? Yeah. <laughs> did you see the, the other camera? Other, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. No. no, Philly, yeah, and greased up light poles. Thank you, Skylar, for that one. That was fantastic. Yeah, city of Philly. It didn't stop anybody, though. People were still oh, climbing yeah. the poles like crazy, as they were because they're Philly fans. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> yeah, Philly, um, that really wasn't much of a game. No, it wasn't, and it was over quick, and um, it's it's a cool story. Just put yourself as a football fan. Try to ignore the oh, fact. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, they, they lose their their MVP, you know, possible candidate quarterback, and just still kept rolling. Hold on to the number one seed, and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Well, and not, I mean, and not only that, you know, Wentz obviously being the big one, but Earlier in the year, they lost their left tackle. Yep. They lost Darren Sproles. They lost the linebacker. But, you know, Peterson, he's held that group together, and they've continued to just keep, you know, keep rolling. Here is the interesting thought that does come out of this game. Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Against New England. Right. Rematch. We, yep. 2004. And first of all, uh, the last time that this matchup happened, the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl the next year. Just saying. So you want to know what's funny? If Minnesota would have won and gone to the Super Bowl, Dallas won the next three Super Bowls or so, oh, or no, oh, next two or three. Oh, so I don't remember exactly what oh, it was. So so oh, that's yeah, sad. No, it oh. sucks. So but anyways, I'll, yeah. So I'll be in the Super Bowl next year. Cool. Well, my team will. <laughs> awesome. Um, Foles is going to be the quarterback. But let's fast forward to the 2018 season. They have to go back to Wentz. Let's say Foles wins the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. They go back to Wentz, mm-hmm. correct? This is a big debate today. Heard all over the place. They're really? Never, oh, yeah. Huh. Heard all over the place. And I agree with you. It's nuts to even think that they would do anything but go back to Carson Wentz. Right. The guy was having an 
on, and he's the future. He led the league in NFL almost until the Wilson took him over, right? Yes, Wilson ended up leaving, leading the league in touchdowns. And I think he caught that in week 17. Because mm, sure. Wentz got hurt week 13 or 14 yeah. and still led the league for the next couple weeks. Yeah. So he, he he did have a great year, and I am I do as much as I dislike Philly, I do like Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is is super talented, and he comes back healthy. And obviously, this Eagles team. I mean, you have to worry now. Sorry, no, no, for sure. But like we talked about earlier, that that's the NFC as a whole. You talked about how bad the AFC is. Mm-hmm. Look on the other side and look at the NFC and how stacked it is. And it kind of sometimes sucks to be a team in the NFC. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, for example, look at Dallas, five and one in their division, nine and seven. You know, I know it's not a great year, but it's still a winning season. But five and one in their division, and they're out of the playoffs. It's not fair, man. It's not fair, and I hate it. And I hate it. But I, I actually as don't. Far, as, <laughs> I don't care that my team's not in it because they would have <laughs> lost. It would have been bad. But then, you know, in the NFC, you've got Dallas, you've got Seattle, you have Carolina, you have New Orleans, you have Green Bay. Um, you know, it's always a hit or miss with Detroit and, you know, NFC always has a lot of good Atlanta. They always have good teams. They they are loaded and the other side is not the AFC is full of <laughs> mediocre to crappy teams, mm-hmm. except for those stupid Patriots who are going back to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was a snooze fest. Eagles walked all over them good for them I'm, yep. ha- I'm happy for them i know you're not but that's okay good for them i guess it's it's a it's a sad story for minnesota i think i saw a stat today that um teams in the playoffs coming off that type of miracle win are like oh yeah. and five yeah so it wasn't really <laughs> the luck wasn't going to be on their side when it came to that uh but i was hoping for a little bit more competition it's out something. of something something um and it's a bummer that they don't get to be the first team to have a Super Bowl in their own stadium or host one anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Eagles move on. They'll play New England. Um, that's what we're going to preview next part one of. We've got two weeks now to <laughs> talk about the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be Minnesota. It's going to be cold, but at least it's indoors in that new stadium. That stadium kind of looks kind of cool. It's pretty. It looks like per- a ship. It's pretty. <laughs> Is that what they were going for? Yeah. No. Oh. Lots of glass. Um, duh. Duh. Lots of glass. Special. Lots of money. Lots of... Is that a billion-dollar stadium? I think it's like two Jesus. two or three billion. Good. How it, much? Would, it would kind of suck to be Minnesota. You're in your new stadium. You have an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl at your own stadium, but you lost, and the team you lost to might be winning a Super Bowl in your stadium. Ugh. It's gross is what it is. Especially because it's Philly. Yeah, but what's even worse is that Tom Brady might win one in your stadium. <laughs> what Super Bowl? What stadium has he not won a Super Bowl in? That's hosted. <laughs> they will never host one at CenturyLink. That's Link. stupid. We should. They hosted one at MetLife. Why can't they host one at CenturyLink? This would have been the perfect time of year. We have great weather right now. <laughs> Move it. I'm telling you. Um. So Brady back for the eighth time. Both him and Belichick went over that. That's nuts. That's crazy. Is gotta this, hand it to him is this we talked about this off air we can do that um is this it for them reading bill check yep if they win or lose or if they win if they were to win if, vomit <laughs> <laughs> um if they win i think there's some serious discussions on if belichick is going to retire and i think if he retires i think brady 
Yeah, Brady, goes down too. Brady doesn't want to play for anybody else. No. Despite whatever drama is going on behind the scenes. And and if it's not for, and you know, Brady, just retire. Just let everyone else yeah, have a chance. Just go away. Please. You got Giselle. Be nice. Just, she can support you for the rest of your life. Just go. Go do something else. No, I, I he'll, so he's, he is 40. Will he be 41 when the season starts next year? Sure. Well, during so, the season at possibly. some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, but like we talked about earlier, who does New, New England doesn't have a back? I mean, do they still have Brissett? Jacoby Brissett, backup quarterback. Um, who is their backup quarterback? I think it's I think it's Brissett. Um, you know, they don't have anyone really waiting in the wings, so we'll see what happens there. But I do think if win or lose, I think this might be. Uh, I hope the this end of the Belichick Brady era. Brian Hoyer is their backup quarterback. Oh, that's right, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, so they don't have anybody. No, but they could draft somebody. Yeah. I I expect them to draft somebody this draft because, I mean, they got to know what's coming. Yeah. Well, Unless Belichick is done and he just says, you guys draft whoever you want. I'm out of here. Later. <laughs> See you guys. You hand, them back, hand back the keys to the franchise like you did the, like the, trophy. the trophy. Here you go. I'm good. I don't need to hold that. That was that was the craziest thing I saw video-wise. I don't, I don't need that. I have lots of those. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, you got Foles. We talked about that. Backup quarterback gets his team to the big game. Um, he, I think he has a legit shot of if he performs like he did against Minnesota, New England's defense isn't as good as Minnesota's. So, but or at least how we thought Minnesota's was. It's, it's just something again. It's just something with New England when they get to these big stages, they well their we, defense shows up. We know a twenty-five point lead isn't safe. Correct. So they got to score like forty-four. Yeah, they got to have like a forty-four point lead, and then. Um, never let off the gas. Just keep going. Yeah. Just destroy him. Because you know what? The, the Belichicks of the world, him, he'll never take us. They never take their foot off the oh, gas. No. He doesn't care. Play for keeps. So you and I are going to do a Super Bowl party. It's going to be fun. Even though you're not going to watch any of it, you're just going to go hide in the other room. and <laughs> Or under a blankie. Under my cowboy's blankie. <laughs> Why is he over in the corner in the fetal position? <laughs> No, I'm I'm perfectly fine with New England winning this game. I hope they win. Ugh. Just don't and and that just makes it feel that much better because Philly would finally be making it back to a Super Bowl and would lose again to Brady. And that's how long they've been winning the Super Bowl. Because they lost the Yeah. Yeah, it's when they had McNabb. Oh. Donovan. And Terrell. So explain, I mean is it just because you're a Cowboys fan and that is why you absolutely cannot root for Philly? Is it that or is there deeper meaning to it that I don't get? I just hate Philly. They're that division rival that I just can't stand. I can't stand the fans. I can't stand the team. I can't stand the the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, whatever. Um, but he, he – And then, you know, and then it just dances. goes back – you know, good for him. It also goes back to you know the, when the and they'll say they weren't booing Michael Irvin when he or cheering Michael Irvin when he got uh, you know when he ended his career. They'll say that they weren't cheering for that, but they were. You have the body bag game, you know, with Buddy Ryan. Just the the hate with Philly just goes back a long time. I. The other ones, you know, Redskins and and the and the Giants, yeah, division rivals. I don't like them either. Okay, well, but not as much as Philly. So then, let so let's here let's do a little experiment. Okay. So, 
keeping New England in the Super Bowl because, you know, who else is going to go? It's, it's New England. <laughs> let's switch out the Eagles and let's put in the Redskins. Do you still root for the Patriots? Yes. Gross. Switch them out. Giants are in there. Yep. They're the only team that can beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. No, they they don't have Eli Manning playing. Remember, oversized helmet. He can he can he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Switch him out though. You put Giants in there. Do you still root for the Patriots? No. You then go. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Yes, yes you do. would root for the Patriots. <sighs> Never wanted a team in your division see, to win. See, I thought about this today. Um, yesterday on Twitter, as soon as this game was over, um, one of my favorite um, Twitter follows, um, Hawk Blogger, posted a. Is that at Hawk Blogger? At Hawk Blogger. Check him out. Check him out. He is fantastic when it comes to um, Seahawk News thoughts in general. But he posted something about how he thought that there would be more people rooting for Tom Brady and the Patriots in Seahawks Nation. I used it. <laughs> See, there would be more people rooting for him than we think. And I jumped all over it and I wasn't the only one, but I was like, you're crazy because I don't know one Seahawk fan that would actually root for Tom Brady and the Patriots to I don't win the know, Super Bowl. I don't know any that would. Yeah. And because of what the Patriots did to the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, well, let's switch it out. Let's put myself in Andrew's shoes and let's say the Cardinals are playing in the Super Bowl versus Tom Brady. Who do I root for? Or the Rams got there, and it was the Rams versus Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Even worse, let's put Jimmy Graps in there <laughs> and put the San Francisco 49ers against Tom Brady. And I I honestly have no idea what I would do because yeah. I, I agree. It's your division rivals. But, God, I, don't, I can't root for Tom Brady. Sure you can. It's easy. I know. You're, <laughs> you're going to show us how easy on Super Bowl Sunday. So we'll talk more about it. I'm sure there'll be some interesting stories that come out. There always is between now and then. Yeah, and it's just that overanalyze everything. You will not ever get that on this podcast. You will not. <laughs> ever. Because we know. Even if one of our teams was in it, it's just not how we roll. I say we move on. All what, right. what uh what happened in Cowboys World? You mean in Cowboys Nation? Thank you very much. My, do I have to say it that way? Yes. Okay, let me reset. Okay. Andrew, what Brian? happened? Oh, see? Interrupt. That's what happens when it's live, <laughs> folks. Hey, Josh. Uh, am I right? Yeah, okay. So, where's my coffee? You know, no. It's 9 o'clock. You don't need I, coffee. Uh, uh, excuse me, Mom. Um, I can have coffee whenever I want. Uh, what happened in the uh, Cowboys Nation this week? So big story today, actually. There wasn't a whole lot went on, but today uh, it was announced Cowboys had an interview with former Seattle D.C. Chris Richard. He is former. And he is now hired as the DB's coach and pass game coordinator, and I am excited. Why are you excited? I am very I can, excited. Because I can tell you I wouldn't be excited because he's former. <laughs> he was fired. No, I, I'm I'm excited. He was because, relieved of his duties because duty. No, I'm excited because he he had a big part in kind of the growth and upbringing of Sherman, Chancellor Thomas, that whole group. As everyone knows, Legion of Boom, all that business. I am really excited that 
Dallas was able to bring him in, especially with them now having a young secondary with all these rookies that they drafted this year and um, and the year before that. I think it's going to be – that's going to be a great hire. The other thing is with the possibility of Marinelli retiring after this season, they, they haven't really said for sure if it's going to be this year, but I'm assuming that he's going to coach this year. Next year he might retire, so that could have been a little incentive for Richard as well is, you know – have you know do this year and possibly slide into a slide in the dc role next year i think with seattle i mean in my opinion isn't carol a defensive coach absolutely so wouldn't you say he's probably the one that was making some defensive calls i don't necessarily think that he was the one making calls i think he actually trusts his coordinators to do so i think one of the reasons why he decided to move on from chris richard was that Chris Richard was not necessarily seeing Carroll's vision and following it the way he wants it to go. And that's the main reason why they brought back Ken Norton Jr. True. Because he's a he's more of a yes man and Carroll can now have his hands in on that defense. Not to say Chris Richard was a great assistant coach mm-hmm. and, well, and and and, de- and like just a defensive coach in general. I just think that the the coordinator position for him was too big so did too much did he do three years as their as their defensive coordinator that's a, or that's two a, that's a question that's a that's a question that is a, so he I, was good look at back, it. I look back and he he did have still had with seattle had a top three pass defense this year obviously took a big slide but the way i look at it is i look at the players that he lost you know he lost cliff averill he lost cam chancellor he lost richard sherman he lost um um thomas for a little bit he did lose a lot of players. So as an outsider looking at that, I'm going, you know, okay. Obviously, maybe Seattle doesn't have the talent to um, back up those uh, Bobby Wagner, but it doesn't have the talent to keep being able to keep going with a strong defense. So I'm as far as this move for Dallas, I am I am excited. And it is cool because, you know, we started this podcast as being fans of our respective teams and there's always little stories like this or players or um coaches and it's just the spider web between these two teams is still growing it's weird too because when we started doing this it wasn't necessarily we were just trying to again we were just trying to find common ground by two <laughs> franchises that didn't necessarily like each other and as we've now gone on and done this more you're right there's similarities that are popping up everywhere and now we're sharing coaches oh isn't that <laughs> that's special. so so nice isn't that special he's he's going to be a passing game coordinator what the heck is that so that's what um our former linebacker coach matt eberflus was he's going eberflus is going with uh josh mcdaniels to indianapolis um so we uh, dallas still needs a linebackers coach and i think they're trying to go after ray horton um which would also be a great hire and could possibly be a, a defensive coordinator candidate next year. But um, that was his title. And so now Richard will have that. That's just, you know, maybe calling plays on the, on the DB side for, you know, against the pass. Okay. But I, I am excited for that move. I, that was a great, that's a great move. I think he'll be happy there. It's I a think bold move. Cotton as a pull. Let's, let's see if it works out. But no, I, I, for, for him, as far as teaching, that's what I'm most excited about especially with these these young cornerbacks and safeties yeah no it'll be a good role for him and i'm i'm actually happy that he got something kind of knew that he would and you know you got bevels out there interviewing with the cardinals (laughs) 
Um, well, you at least you'll know what their play calls will be. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But the, but the thing with Richard, and obviously a lot of you know Cowboys fans out there are Im- immediately thinking, okay, well, um, so does that mean Thomas is coming too? So I did see we'll that see. today. Like, oh, is he going to get Thomas to go down there? You guys cannot have him until he's 38 and it's we've it's, been over this and it's richard not richard chris richard it's yeah chris richard yeah i mean if any of those dallas fans out there need help with that um yeah it's richard <laughs> coming that's, for you brian that's a good move <laughs> i know that's most of our fan base right now um so <laughs> speaking of seahawks fans what do you have this week brian the cleaning house continues senior defensive assistant travis jones they mutually agreed to part ways seniors i mean old yes so (laughs) um carol is continuing his little you know starting over basically um we talked about in the last podcast bevel was let go um richard that was a weird thing like no one was really sure what was happening and then ken norton jr got hired and it was like oh well yes we've relieved Richard of his duties. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one. Richard was the only one that actually got fired, right? I thought he, I thought they were giving him the option to get out of his contract. Did they so actually they, fire him? So they, yeah, well, they, yeah, relieved him of his duties mm. <laughs> is the fancy term. So, no, they fired Bevel and they fired, yeah, I mean, they're, Cable. All, they're all fired. So, nah, nah, Cable. Not going to work here anymore. <laughs> Cable back with the, the Raiders. Um, so Carol is, is definitely the first part of this off season, which was the coaching staff is, is taking shape. And now Carol looks to have more, like I said, with Richard, he's got more control of his defense now with Ken Norton jr. In there. And I still think the Schottenheimer Schottenheimer hire is, uh, too early to tell, but I'm not a fan. Really? No, but again, I could be wrong, but it's cause it's still way too early to tell. But I kind of feel like it was a Pete Carroll desperate got to hire somebody move when they could have waited around a little bit longer. Nobody was interested in him. His name had not popped up at all. Hmm. And yet the Seahawks went and grabbed him. So either they saw something that nobody else saw. I, I don't know. Well, time will tell because maybe it maybe it's the best move ever and and their offense explodes from here on out. The other news when it comes to coaches, the rumor out there on the street that got kind of thrown around uh, yesterday on the streets of Wanachi of Wanatachi. That's where we live. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Jim Zorn. Oh yeah. Did you see this? I'm tired of him and <laughs> tired of seeing him in those commercials. Right. The Seahawks lottery ones are so bad. <laughs> but anyways, well, well, Carl Smith, who is still currently the quarterbacks coach, no one has said anything about he was rumored to have lost his job, but he's still in there. And I kind of like the move. It seems half of me is like, God, why are we still going backwards? And, you know, Ken Norton Jr. used to be here, didn't get the job when Quinn left. Mm-hmm. Why are we going back to him? Now we're talking about going back to Zorn. Like, but he did great things while he was here. And I think that he would be a quarterback coach that would actually kind of hold Russell accountable. And that's what he needs. Yeah. And so I, I think I'd be okay with that. And if, you know, he'd be welcome back here and they really need to work hard on taking Russell that next step. And if Zorn is the answer to that, I'm all for it. Do it. And well, that's the one thing with, you know, a lot of people will jump with coordinators and coaches, you know, head coach, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, but a lot of people forget about DB's coaches, quarterbacks, coaches, running back coaches. I mean, those guys are important, especially 
quarterbacks coaches, you know, they really can change how, you know, like say if Zorn was to be hired, he could really change, you know, not dramatically, but the little nuances with Wilson, he could really help improve certain areas. Again, just hold him a little bit accountable when he isn't playing up to his potential call him out on it or when he decides to run 20 yards straight backwards yeah get him out of that habit uh, hopefully break the bad habits because there's too many of those yeah so uh that that's pretty much all that's going on we got pro bowl coming up michael bennett was added yeehaw witten was added now going to his sweet he's going to his 11th 11th that's he's now tied with bob Lilly as you know all-time cowboy pro bowl i like witten oh, i can't believe i just said that who He's, I, I don't ugh. think I've met one person who can say they don't like Jason Witten. No, I like Jason Witten. I just don't like the uniform he wears. <laughs> it's weird. Um, okay, part two of our teams versus the offseason. There'll be a bajillion different parts to this. This is part two. Oh, We're getting closer and closer to the free agent time in the NFL offseason, which I love. Um, see i'm more of a i'm more of a draft guy no i, I love the I draft love too the draft. yeah well that's because like you said your team doesn't do free agency mm. so we don't so of course you love the draft more and i like the draft too but i think especially i think it's because the last few years it's become such a a, a spectacle like you wait for that time to hit and on that day and then it just all hell breaks loose i i do like seeing it's, it just in general just As to see who, si- yeah, see yeah. who signs where. I mean, I remember being at work when uh, free agency started and Seattle made the trade for Jimmy Graham. I was like, holy, yeah, it worked holy out, crap. worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say anything, but still, <laughs> oh, it was just you, like, did holy you, crap, did New you Orleans know actually all got along. rid of him. I couldn't believe it. That was so, well, I couldn't, well, I could believe the Seahawks going out to get him, but you're right. New Orleans, that was their weapon. Yeah, it was, That was their dude. Yeah, well, maybe he can go back there because he can go. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> if uh, I know your team, you said your team doesn't do free agency very often. Thanks, Josh. Josh, Josh gave me this uh, list here. Is there anything in the top 25 free agents out there that maybe if your team were to go after a free agent, is there anybody out there you got you want that you'd be like, ooh, go get that guy? Um, no quarterbacks, obviously. No. No running backs, obviously. For me, if it was... I know a receiver I, I, that's going to be available you can have. No. Nah. I know a tight end that's nah. going to be available you can have. Nobody from Seattle, except Aww. for Earl Thomas, maybe. You can't have him. But no. Um, so I know Dentari Poe is going to be a free agent. You always need defensive line help. Yep. So that would be that would be a good signing. But also, the prospect of possibly Vita Vea from Washington coming out you know, in the draft, that's a draft possibly being, but it, we'll get to that later. But anyways, <laughs> um, Poe, um, Dallas does like, you know, rotational guys. So maybe like to hear whitehead out of Detroit, good linebacker, solid linebacker. Um, as far as wide receivers go, I know there's some, so Dallas did sign, um, or hire Sanjay lay or Lal as their wide receivers coach who is from, uh, he was from with Buffalo and then he was with Indianapolis, but Sammy Watkins, is a name that's kind of cropped up. You know, he's going to be a free agent. He only signed a one-year deal with LA. So he might be an interesting name, you know? So, but for me, I don't really have any big names out there that I've been like, Oh yeah, you got to go get that guy. There isn't a ton out there for the Seahawks either. Their biggest needs are going to be addressed in the draft running back offensive line. 
there aren't any names out there. For, that, well, actually, for Seattle, um, he's he has struggled, but he's got talent. We, but, we like we but, liked players that struggle. But Justin Pugh is going to be. He, I think he's going to be available. New York offensive lineman. And they so, might, and they might do that. They might go out. You never know what Schneider's going to do. So he, they might very well go out and grab a free agent offensive lineman. I, I don't know. I know that they aren't going to go. I would hope that they draft a running back. All uh, I know is they need help on the offensive. They line. They need a lot of help on the offensive line. So uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping that first pick. But again, we're talking free agency. I'm just looking through, and I'm the only big need that I would see that I would like to maybe have them go out and find somebody would be a if there is a good number one type wide receiver that they Ooh, can go grab. You're going to make Doug angry. Doug is not a number one. He is to the Seahawks because they don't have anybody else. But <laughs> Fair point. But Doug Baldwin, is he's more a two. I mean, that's you've got him as a two, and you've got Lockett and Richardson. With Richardson stays, we don't know. You know, they're three, four. Like that, they're, Dallas has a wide receiver who thinks that he's a number one. Maybe Seattle could take him. <laughs> Which one? Bryce Butler. Oh. Sure. He's fast. I'll, I just want Russell needs a big target. See, but I a don't big target. I don't think the big, big target wide receiver is a thing anymore. I'm just, I think that just one of them. I mean, just, I mean, you have Julio, but he's, I mean, he's not like he's big, big. You have Julio. He's bigger than my wide receivers. Dez, you know, Dez is not a big, big guy. Again, the guys that are, mine. the guys that are tearing up the league, you know, you got Antonio Brown, you know, 5'10. Yeah, and I think that's what the Seahawks have been trying to do. If you look at Lockett and you look at Richardson and you look at all their, you know, their style of passing game. True. They were going after and even Baldwin. Baldwin's not huge. Um but when Baldwin's on, he's damn good. He's a good route runner. He's, and that's the thing. Yeah. And maybe that's the more important thing is just finding players who run crisp, perfect routes. And I think that's kind of what I'm looking I mean, Doug is good at that. But I want one more. I want a true number one. Jimmy Graham can't catch the ball unless it's in the red zone. Or, I, or and, inside. Yeah, and I don't expect him to stay on the team anyway. Um, but I'm looking through the list of available guys out there, and there aren't. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. That's the thing with a the draft. There's going to be a heavyweight receiver draft this year. Yeah. Um, the other thing with you know going back to Baldwin is – one of the reasons why he's so great with Seattle is he knows him and Wilson know exactly, you know, they can just give each other that look and they know exactly where to go. Anytime Wilson breaks contain and gets us out of the pocket, Baldwin's always the one that knows where to go, where to be. And that's, I think that's part of the reason what makes him great for Seattle. That connection between him and Russell when it's on is awesome. And you're right. That he seems to know where to go and we, you definitely can't you you don't want to hurt that and i know doug got you could tell it was a little mad this season because that connection wasn't necessarily there doug had a down year but they were targeting jimmy a lot and it wasn't working <laughs> but were they quality targets so or was it just well i mean J- no just jimmy, throw jimmy, in his area jimmy in the red zone was awesome yeah and that's what we and that's what i always thought they'd bring him in for but he doesn't block and he drops everything that's <laughs> not hmm. within the red zone so i i kind of i want to see a running back drafted an offensive lineman drafted you know they'll go out and you'll get interesting things in the late rounds yeah. probably make some trades here and there because we know they're going to do some trades with some of their you know guys that are towards the end of their contracts 
um, it'll be it'll be fun. All right, so we're 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 getting towards the end. Already it flies by, Marty McFly. <laughs> do you, do you watch the Pro Bowl? I do. Do you genuinely like the Pro Bowl? No. <laughs> no, I I do enjoy watching the Pro Bowl. It's just it's more fun, and to me, it just reminds me of you know when you're a kid and you get Madden. And you bring all the players you like onto your team and you have fun. That's just, that's all the Pro Bowl reminds me of. But the cool thing is, though, as far as just the whole Pro Bowl weekend, is the skills showdown that they brought back. That's actually fun to watch. I'm excited to watch that this season. I missed it last season and just watching highlights of it, uh, it, it looks like it was super fun. It's, it's just cool to see. I missed it. And, you know, you never know who might be better at, you know, the accuracy drills that they have or the or the um, catch drills that they have. It's just fun to watch. It's just like watching the combine. I enjoy watching that. It's, you know, it's fun to watch. But the one thing that does suck is they took away the volleyball game. Well, it was beach bowl. It was football on the, or the sand. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the beach, beach bowl. That was fun. Seahawks fans will remember that Matt Hasselbeck actually beat Peyton Manning in the skills competition. No big deal. <laughs> No, it's the Pro Bowl as a whole. I mean, yeah, it is silly, um, but we'll watch the it. recognition. The recognition is, you know, that's cool. The game itself, it's always kind of lame. But I will say, this is a hot take. No, Ooh, no, not really. Hot take. No, everyone. not really. One of my favorite memories of watching the Pro Bowl is so Sean Taylor. Granted, he was a Redskin. Probably could have been and would have been one of the best safeties in the league that had ever been there. Do you remember when he went to the Pro Bowl? And everyone, it's the Pro Bowl. Everyone's kind of lax and, you know, they're just kind of messing around. Barely tackling people. He lit whoever he was tackling up, just annihilated annihilated them. And everyone was just kind of looking at him like, dude, this is the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. We're in Hawaii. Like, why are you doing that? And, and this is just the kind of playmaker he was. So well, hopefully that kind of stuff happens. It's just fun to see. There's, There's always somebody you'll have that, that one guy yeah. who's still just at level 10. Yeah. yeah. I can't play like this wussy football. I'm going to take you down. There's always that one. It's fun. I mean, let's be honest. We all would rather not be watching the Pro Bowl because we don't have anybody to watch in it because our team is off to doing bigger and better things. But alas. But it'll still be fun. Get to see your guys one more time. And they're, and it's a, it's a fun atmosphere because you're right. They're loose. They're just having fun. There's all these guys from all these different teams that are like friendly with each other <laughs> and not mad. And it's, it, it's, it can be entertaining. The scores, I mean, it, it gets out of hand. It's, it's usually like AFC 55, NFC. Uh, four, do they even four. do it? They don't even split it up that way anymore now, though. It's, it's, yeah, no. Picked I, by, it's I, mixed. No, I do like they do this little draft. Yeah, I, I don't it's know. fun. If you're a hardcore football fan, until you get picked last, nobody likes that. You will enjoy, man. Nobody <laughs> likes getting picked last. If you're a hardcore football fan, you know it's fun to watch. But for the casual fan, eh, you know maybe not so much. Well, we'll be watching it because that's the only football that's coming up on. This I get next to see. Sunday. I get to see the majority of Dallas's offensive line play again. So you know Woo-hoo! that's fun. I get to see Russell. <laughs> 
run 20 yards backwards. Say, you think he does that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Pro Bowl, man. <laughs> He'll try to make an amazing play on every play. It'll be like the real world. But not. But not. Alas, we've come towards the end. Um, real quickly, if you could all do us a huge favor, it's super cool that we're on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, but we need your help. Please go subscribe, turn on the little automatic downloads for us. Just, just do it. Just turn it on. Just do it. I'm asking you. Yeah, please just turn it on. And then every time we come up with a new episode, it'll download. And then if it's there, you might as well listen to it. Yeah. Because it'll be buttery smooth. We have not said buttery smooth. I just did. This episode has been buttery smooth. This episode has been quite buttery smooth. No, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, rate, leave us a rating. We yeah. want to know what you think. We need comments as well. That's that's the big one this week. Please rate and review. Please. If we could ask you for one thing, besides all the other things we already asked you to do, <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is rate and review. We got some great ratings already. We got one fantastic review. Dennis from Ohio, you're the man. Um, we'll get you on the show. We have fans in Ohio. Can you believe that? That's awesome. It's fantastic. And um, But yeah, rate and review it and continue to listen. And please just keep sharing it, doing what you're doing. You guys are all great. We are super appreciative, thankful. We're literally checking stats every day and getting giddy. Correct. It's fun. <laughs> Um, as always, you can find us all over the social media world. We hang out a lot on that there tweeter box. You can follow us directly, uh, for the common ground football podcast, which is at common ground FBP. Andrew, you're on Twitter a lot. Correct. <laughs> where can people find your stuff at Andrew Guzman, CGP, Brian, where are you on Twitter? I am at Wenatchee Seattle sports fan, which is W E N S E A sports fan. Cause I have to abbreviate because you can't have that long. Of Twitter handles. Wenatachi. Wenatachi, <laughs> which is rude. That's not how you say it. It's, it's Wenatchi. Yes. Please don't say it wrong. They get mad here. But anyways. This is, this is all a bunch of local talk. Yeah. Anyways. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. Um, we have direct links to the podcast on both Twitter and Facebook. Facebook.com slash Common Ground Football Podcast. As always, you can visit us at the website, www.commongroundfootballpodcast.com. You can also listen to the podcast there if that's your way of listening. You can also listen on TuneIn Radio and Stitcher. Stitcher, great app for those Android users. Use it. And iPhone users. You can use it for iPhone on the Alexa thing, Yeah, too. You can Google Play Google, on the Google Play. Yeah, we're all over the place. Wherever you do listen to us, thank you. Anything else you want to add? Good night. That's it. Josh, you were great. Hope you're back next week. Go Hawks. Go Cowboys. (laughs) 